welcome to a brand new episode of the Film Cinema Movie Podcast. As always, my name is Siti, and in this episode of the Film Cinema Movie Podcast, we are going to be talking about Wonder Woman, 1984. Now, before watching this movie, I decided to watch the previous 2017 Wonder Woman movie in order to brush up my knowledge and to uh, get a hang of things uh, about artistic choices that were made and how things have carried on from that movie. Originally, I was planning to do a Marvel versus DC clash and talk about the comments of uh, Martin Scorsese. I am sure you have heard about them if you are a movie fan or Avengers or. you know marvel fan or any superhero film fan and depending upon where you stand you were really pissed off by that or that made you think i was going to do that but however i realized that marvel cinematic universe has got 20 plus movies while dc has like two or three maybe watchable movies dceu the body of work right here isn't really that much to compare because when you have a larger body of work the mistakes in individual projects is kind of is a is an oversight like you don't care about thor the dark world for example in the marvel cinematic universe you don't care about that because that was not that much of a great movie but the greatness of the other films is sort of overshadows its uh, mediocre quality however dc does not have that many movies in its in the dcu as a result the individual mistakes like the actual original justice league or batman v superman or maybe man of steel as well the mistakes of these movies are highly amplified so i felt that we need to watch a few more movies so that we could actually there could be a fair comparison see i don't care where you stand on the marvel versus dc thing for me the first superheroes that i came across was superman batman wonder woman you know dc characters because dc's animated universe is much more advanced than marvel's in fact i came across characters like captain america iron man and thor and all of those characters only after the first avengers movie yeah i didn't watch the iron man one or two i mean the movies that came before the first avengers first i watched that and after that i went back and saw all those movies Can we just put our hands up and accept one thing that Wonder Woman was every guy's first crush no matter where you came across her either you saw her first in the comics or in the animated films or the Linda Carter Wonder Woman series which was i guess running in the 70s i guess anyway so that character is so much ingrained in our lives and in our childhood memories obviously not in our as in not in mine i'm a gen z kid so i really don't know that way but when i came across the superhero character in the animated dc movies uh, justice league and all of that wonder woman was like the first introduction to a powerful female character there is an aura that this character has in all of our minds no matter if you are a marvel or dc fan that doesn't matter but wonder woman the respect from wonder woman is there also when the first wonder woman movie came out in 2017 it was just after the disaster class of batman v superman let's just all unite together here and acknowledge the fact that that was a mighty bad decision of uh, countering captain america versus iron man civil war movie with uh, this movie so dc wasn't in very much of a good light when this movie came out and this movie did the job of steadying the ship a little bit this movie 
sort of let the groundwork of the direction DC were trying to go with these superhero movies, which wasn't like what Marvel did with their movies. Obviously, we'll go into much more detail about that particular part. However, we are I'm not going to talk about that the comparison part here because in this episode we are talking about a particular series like the Wonder Woman one and two and how this is shaping the DCEU. Now, from this point on. we are going to be discussing some plot points so there is your spoiler warning but i hope that by the time this episode comes out you have watched both of this movies i mean if you haven't what rock are you living under wonder woman the 2017 one is the typical origin story of wonder woman unlike other dc characters like batman or superman the origin story of wonder woman has not been explored that much because only i think in the 70s in the linda carter series there was they explored that part but after that there has been no live action wonder woman movie of any note so this is something very new to the present audience who don't know the origin story of wonder woman all of the characteristics of a future superhero can be seen in the uh, little diana she is a very much uh, disobedient of her mother she wants to learn she wants to learn to fight she is curious i mean all of the characteristics that you would expect from a child who is about to or who is inevitably going to become a superhero so all of these traits are somehow or the other found in little diana and it's very fun to watch her running through the beautiful beautiful island of muskira i mean that's where the amazons live that's the place it's very beautifully designed it's an archipelago island i guess in the from what can i gather from the plot and the story it is somewhere in the mediterranean okay in order to understand various lores and plot points of the story we need to have a little basic knowledge of the greek mythology like uh, marvel's story is based somewhat related to the norse mythology this one is somewhat related to the greek mythology so The king of gods, Greek gods, Zeus, created human in his own likeness, in his own image, and gave the world to them. However, his son Ares, who is the god of war, grew jealous of this creation and filled their mind with hatred and all of all sorts of negative feelings. That's when God created the Amazons, the people, Diana's people, that uh, these women, so that. to save men from their own bad from these negative ideals and thought however the peace lived very short and soon they started warring again and it's now that uh, diana's mother hippolyta led a revolution wherein the amazons freed themselves from slavery and god created this island of muskira and hid it from the rest of the world for these women to live safely and happily and also gave them a weapon which would be able to destroy ares if he returns if and when he returns in the future this weapon is none other than diana and all of this apart from the weapon part has been told to us in the form of a bedtime story which diana's mother tells us tells her actually now i'm just going to briefly brush over the entire plot of the first movie because that isn't there is not this plot is not i mean the superhero movie plots are not that complex or anything to understand it's just a brief story so what happens is once diana is grown old a fighter pilot crash lands on their shore with enemy soldiers following him there there's a fight a lot of amazonians are killed 
and then this fighter pilot chief trevor convinces diana that the world is at war there everybody is at each other so the world war is going on so he convinces her that this is happening so she uh, decides that she is going to do her sacred duty of stopping men from fighting each other and she follows him to london i am pretty sure the war in question here is the first world war because the enemy or the german uh, general is instructed by the kaiser to stop his efforts over the kaiser was the i mean leader of the german empire during the first world war if it was the second world war they would have said the fuhrer wants or something like the few i mean the leader was the fuhrer so that's how i know this is the first world war also diana has never been to the real world so there are some basic things which steve trevor has to teach her which sometimes turn out to be very funny interactions because she does not know the situations i mean how the world really works and there are some very funny and witty interactions and it's i mean it isn't marvel level fun marvel level comedy which uh, frankly just some places sometimes just destroys the moment but here it is very subtle and it's very situational comedy which is it's not over the top but it is there also she being the daughter of zeus is a literal greek god i mean we all have heard the expression when somebody is really beautiful the expression being thrown on out that he or she looks like a greek god so she is diana is literally a greek god so she is more attractive than probably 100% of the women in the world and so she attracts a lot of attention and steve trevor has a hard time keeping a low profile in fact she is so attractive i mean divine attractiveness is so much that when she enters into the parliament british parliament everybody just shuts up and just looks at her everybody is very much distracted another thing to consider is that this thing is taking place in the 1920s this was far before women got any rights and this was the time where literally women were looked down upon by men and so this woman entering into the highest office or the highest point of power in the british empire and talking freely with generals and i mean people at high, higher government posts talking straight to them with a straight face is something which is very much surprising to the character so this i think this can make you a little bit uncomfortable but it is very important to note that the time period in which this is happening this stuff was very common and there's nothing to get offended by so the major conflict of this movie is that this is a time where world war 1 is at an end however there's a particular army general german army general who with the help of a very renowned doctor known as dr poison is trying to develop a poisonous gas that can destroy the gas mask and kill people even though they are wearing gas masks so this is very particular i mean very peculiar situation because the british government needs to negotiate the armistice or the end of the war however they know that there are a lot of parties here there's the british government there's the german government and there's the guy the particular general so the british and german governments are negotiating their end of the war however this man is hellbent on not letting germany lose this war and the british have intelligence about his actions and his plans but however they can't directly attack because he is still a german general and attacking would be something that would provoke the germans and they might not want the armistice so this is very particular political situation so steve trevor is instructed to do nothing about it 
But this being a superhero movie and Steve Trevor being your ideal hero, he's not going to let things sit. So he creates his own team. Along with Diana, they set out to stop this general from doing what he wants to do. And Diana is convinced that this general is actually Ares and he is doing all of the things. She still believes that Ares is actually doing all of this. When they set out for their journey into the front lines, that's when Diana really notices and sees the larger effect of the war. She sees soldiers coming back with wounds, somebody is missing a leg, somebody is missing a hand with heavily bandaged soldiers. And she's also seeing young men going into the ships and giving farewell to their loved ones, their lovers, their family and all of that. And she's seeing, so she's bombarded with some deeply disturbing and also some deep, like she is bombarded with some deep emotional moments, which she has not noticed. And this it starts to affect her uh, very much emotionally. She sees women and children being desperate for because their lives have been lost, their livelihoods have been lost, the homes that they lived in were burnt down to and charred by the war and all of that. Whilst they are crossing the trenches, she comes across a woman who tells her in German that how the, about the problems that she's been facing and Diana being a, being a superhero is overwhelmed by the feeling of the need to do something. And that's when she suits up and just goes head on into the no man's land with machine gun fire. I mean, this sequence gives us some of the most practical action sequences in this movie. It is awesome to watch. I mean, you have seen this in the in the trailer, obviously. And I hope that you have watched this movie and you love this scene because it's one of the few sequences in a superhero movie where not the entire sequence. I mean, a lot of it is practical and not CG. So that's very impressive. They save this little town from the enemy stronghold and all the people are happy and there's festivities, there's snowfall and there's a really good moment, there's a really beautiful moment of between Diana and Steve Trevor and also she gets to experience the positive side of humanity as well. She saw the negative side while she was heading to the war and at the beginning of this sequence of things and we get to experience the positive side of humanity people celebrating and music and dancing and eating and drinking and all of that good good vibes but after sometimes things somehow go very wrong and this poisonous gas that this general is preparing has been left into the same village that these people liberated and all of them die and wonder woman is unable to save save uh, these people and she blames that if steve trevor had let her kill this general who she is convinced is Ares, then this wouldn't have happened. However, Steve Trevor now, like earlier he was going with the flow and yes, he's Ares and all of that. He never really said that, but he also never really contradicted her. So now she realized that, okay, you don't really believe me. She infiltrates a military base and kills the general. However, as she expected, when Ares dies and all of the negative ideas and thoughts from the men's minds will be gone and they'll just start I mean, this war would end and they would suddenly, the men fighting the war would have suddenly have a change in character. However, this does not happen. So she realizes that this isn't Ares. And when Steve Trevor comes to her and tells us that we need to stop this, and I mean, she is so devastated from this revelation that she does not want to help him. And she just stands there where, while Steve Trevor with his team goes out to stop this thing which is happening. And that's when we really meet the guy she has been trying to find, Ares, the god of war.
It turns out that the real Iris is actually Sir Patrick, the man who sent them on this mission. And he tells her that, his side of the story, that he always saw the darkness in the hearts of hearts and minds of men. He is not the one who created that, but he is the one to notice that for the first time. And his mission was to rid the earth of these creatures with negative hearts and minds who would destroy the world one day. And that was his idea. However, no, none of the gods listened to him and he was banished. So what he's meaning to tell her is that it's not him who is poisoning the minds of men. They are inherently bad. And Dinah being the being in the in the moral conflict that she is in, she is I mean, you feel that she's going to believe him. However, she sticks to her moral compass and keeps fighting. However, it looks as if she is not like herself. She is somehow something is holding her back while fighting to fighting with Ares. There's a very powerful sequence where after a blast, Dinah is unable to hear, you know, after a blast, uh, your ears just go and you can't hear anything that is happening to her. And Steve Trevor comes to her and tells tells her that he needs to go into the plane and blast it up there because there's no way to stop this and people are gonna die anyway if you don't burn the gas and so he tells her and it's like he is pulling off the captain america first avenger that captain america move where he goes into the plane and should commit suicide and this is not a superhero so he is actually going to die this particular movement ends diana's dilemma that humanity is inherently bad she comes to the realization that okay maybe some humans are not that good but there is good in humanity and it's our duty to preserve it that's when the real fight between diana or wonder woman and aries the god of war happens and inevitably she being the hero defeat him and on this other side of things steve trevor is able to blast and obviously commit suicide he dies for the cause of the war and that's when we get a sequence very beautiful see beautifully short scene where wonder woman is standing in the center and all of the different men after a huge blast which blows up off the entire base and men from both sides stand up as sort of after the impact of the blast they're raising up from the when from the ground and it looks like their minds has been cleansed of all all the negativity that kind of, i mean you don't see german soldiers or her i mean steve trevor's team uh, being hostile against each other and that's when she's at the center of the frame both of the different parties of the soldiers are on the different sides and the sun is rising and it's as if it is a metaphorical scene which tells that wonder woman has come to a realization the realization that all hope is not lost for the good of the humanity there are bad people there are bad things there are negative things but there are also enough good things worth fighting for this is what dawns upon her and this is sh- beautifully shot. I mean, this and climactic sequence is totally worth it. The one thing that I really loved about this movie is unlike other superhero movies, this does not solely rely on the CG battles. A lot of action in this movie is practical and believable. Also, this film is able to do justice to the character that is wonder woman you get to see the different phases that she goes through before finally realizing her place in the world and her duty towards humanity she goes through a lot of phases starting from a really naive to the ways of the world to being really emotionally hit by 
pain and suffering to being really emotionally hit by the positive things of uh, the positive side to seeing how much destruction mankind is capable of and then seeing that there are some people like Steve Trevor who are willing to sacrifice for the betterment of the world and for the end of suffering and this gives her the motivation. There's a very amazing dialogue which says that it does not matter what is happening if it's Aries or if it is just men. It is what matters is what you believe. This is a pretty amazing essay into the character of Wonder Woman. We are talking about the character that is Wonder Woman, the person that is Wonder Woman, not the superhero that is Wonder Woman. You get to see the, her psyche, how she evolved, how her mindset, how her moral compass evolved. And it is very refreshing to see a superhero movie that does not solely rely on intergalactic CG battles. And it's very much, I loved it. And everybody else loved it also. It was when this movie came out, it was like a breath of fresh, fresh air in this superhero genre. And people felt that things have started to turn for the DCEU. Then what happened? Well, they rushed. They simply rushed into the Justice League. And we all know what mighty disaster class that was. We are going to see, but I guess, I hope you are going to see a better Justice League Snyder Cut, which is the trailer is releasing soon on 14th of February. Now, coming down to the second movie, Wonder Woman 1984 which as the name suggests is set in 1984 it has been well over half a century since the events of the first movie diana now works in the united states of america at the smithsonian museum system and you see how her life is she is fighting crimes and living this typical double life of a superhero and a normal person and you see the struggles the suffering of being immortal and whilst you're the only person that you ever loved is dead so she is dealing with that pain as well there's this character of Kristen Wiig Barbara who is your typical workplace loser and Diana being Diana is really good to her she really uh, helps her out is really whilst nobody else wants to talk to this character this woman Diana is really nice to her and she they go out on lunch and Diana saves her once from a drunken creep and I mean, there are a lot of sequences which show the type of relationship, the type of friendship that has evolved between these two characters. I'm telling you this because this becomes very important later on in the movie. All is well and good until a mysterious stone appears, a mysterious stolen artifact which has been given to them by the FBI in order to research turns up and it is a wishing stone. Basically, whatever you ask for while holding this stone comes to fruition. And they obviously don't believe it is true. And Dinah holds it and wishes for uh, one thing, the only one thing that she would ever wish for that she can't have. Steve Trevor. So she wishes for that. Then Barbara wishes to be like Dinah. She adores her. She wants to be like her. She's everything that Barbara isn't and all of that. So they, and they don't do this seriously. They are just like hoping. I mean, they they're not really wishing for it. They're just, if this was true, then that would be what I want from you. So that it's a hypothetical situation kind of thing. And then there's Maxwell Lord. He is a typical 1980s TV personality promising. I mean, his company is into digging oil and he is promising people that all they need to do is invest in him. I mean, he's in a lot of ads. You have obviously seen the meme, life is good, but it can be better. And so he 
in front of the world it looks as if he is very prosperous and all of that however his company is really sinking because they did not find any oil wherever they were digging and he becomes the smithsonian museum system and becomes a donor and barbara i mean grows a liking to him and when somebody becomes a patron of the museum they are supposed to get some access and so while getting some access he notices that particular wishing stone on the desk of barbara and he decides that he needs it so he tricks barbara and he does his thing and gets the stone however he does not wish for something i mean he does technically wish for something but not what we would expect he holds the stone and he says that i want to be the wishing stone so he becomes the wishing stone basically the stone this is destroyed and the power of the stone is given to this person this maxwell lord on the other side of thing barbara is becoming like diana she just wanted to be the not the superhero the person diana however as she said i want to be like diana she also got the superpowers of diana and she is starting to realize that and also we if you remember that diana wished for steve trevor so that also happens while she is in a party realize i mean trying to find maxwell lord after she finds out that he stole the stone a guy comes up to her and says i am sorry for whatever i did and she looks at him and he is a different guy he is not steve trevor he says she tells him that i don't know what who you are and the camera pans and when the panning ends steve trevor's face emerges from the place where the guy's face was so it's a very cool transition i really i mean i was really surprised by it we got to remember that steve trevor has been dead for 50 years plus and the technology and the world has advanced a lot so there are a lot of i mean there's a huge sequence where they go from his flat or the guy's flat into the museum to tell that the stone has been stolen and all of that and this sequence is very well done in the sense that you have this guy who does not know like there's i mean you remember the scene particular scene in in the trailer where he looks at a trash can and is very much intrigued by it and diana tells him that oh it's just a trash can oh it's just a trash can that's very funny sequence and it this part is filled with filled with a lot of sequences like that the escalators the metro the clothes everything is i mean it's what somebody i mean what you would expect from somebody like if you are from this point in time just wake, you wake up and it's been 50 years you would be really surprised so that's the kind of the surprise and the wonder of a kid if you will this is the surprise when she takes him to the smithsonian space museum and all of that it's really a very very fulfilling sequence of things that happen when steve trevor sort of realizes and the things that has been happening in the world and he's awed by it the awe of a, it's the true innocent and wonder and amazement of a child and that's very fulfilling to watch however there's very important thing to note is that whenever you ask for something to the wishing stone it gives you that how it also takes you so take something important from you and that's what we learn later while researching for this they feel i mean diana and barbara till now has not actually turned on diana so they research they find out that this stone has appeared in a lot of civilizations throughout the years and something which is very common is that after the appearance of the stone the civilization just disappeared it just disappeared from the face of the earth and when they like there's a i mean they 
research and find out that what happened actually there's an ancient book thing which tells them that what happened what happened was as i said this stone gives your grants your wishes but takes something important from you so the only way to stop the stone is either destroy it or to renounce what you have asked for and there's a particular dialogue which i really just sits in my mind that a guy of a particular maya civilization and he tells them that my people the first thing the destruction part my people weren't able to do the first thing and the second thing that is renouncing their wishes they didn't want to do the second thing that's why they the civilization did not flourish anymore and everything was came to an end so there's maxwell lord who has become the wishing stone is fulfilling wishes left right and center and taking whatever he wants in return and this is something that he needs to do to survive otherwise he, if he does not fulfill wishes then he starts bleeding from his ear and nose and all of that bad things happen to him he is basically become the stone and his desire is becoming the desire of the stone this stone which has been uh, i guess created there is a writing it has been created by a mischief god of mischief or something and basically the civilization is going towards the destruction and in order to stop that the stone has been destroyed because obviously the guy becomes the stone so the stone has been destroyed the only way to stop is it if everyone announces their wishes which is very difficult and we start to see that the side effects or what the stone has taken from these people like barbara loses her good side her nature her humanity she becomes very ruthless killing people and beating people and losing all of her whatever was good about the character of barbara in search of becoming powerful and diana is losing her powers because of what she wished for and now maxwell lord has fulfilled the wish of the president of the united states and is planning to broadcast his message to the entire world to fulfill the wishes of the entire world and ask for his immortality in return grant people's wishes and ask for their health in return now whilst wonder woman and steve trevor are trying to get him to stop doing what he is doing barbara comes in and fights them and just uh, takes them on and since wonder woman is losing her power she is unable to fight off fight her fight her off and so they just flow into the place where they can from where they can broadcast this message uh, maxwell lord's message to the entire world now maxwell lord since barbara has saved him asks her of another wish what she wants and she tells him that i don't want to be like anybody anymore i want to be the apex predator i want to be the best i want to be the big dog and that my friend is how the birth of wonder woman's famous antagonist cheetah happens wonder woman being the superhero that she is renounces her wish and flies through to stop maxwell lord and at the end she is ultimately able to reach the consent she is not here i mean she obviously overpowers cheetah but fight sequence is not i wouldn't say it is very remarkable but it's it's not it's nothing that it's bad or something it's really good however she is overpowered by maxwell lord maxwell lord is broadcasting it and with every wish that he grants he takes something important and he is very powerful right now and she does, is not able to physically overpower him however she is able to emotionally overpower him in the sense that she makes him think and everybody that he is broadcasting to makes them all of them think that okay you got your wish but look at what you lost look at what i lost and what is important i mean this is a very emotional sequence wherein after remembering about his son maxwell lord and remembers about his son and he renounces his wishes and the world 
gets back to where it was as it were now obviously i went through the plot very briefly this is a two and a half hour movie there's a lot of amazing this is a beautiful movie an amazing movie and again as i said about the previous movie there this does not solely rely on cg battles yes there are sequences which will blow your mind like wonder woman riding the thunder or something and things like that or making an entire fighter jet disappear things like that will blow your mind sequences like them wonder i mean diana and steve trevor flying over the clouds on the 4th of july where all of the crackers are going off it's a very beautiful sequence however it is not what sells this movie there are this movie does not solely rely on big cg battles the action sequences most of the time are pretty practical cg is there but it is not the meat of the thing this i feel that this new direction which dc has been going with the wonder woman movies and with the joker movie it's really very hopeful these new character driven superhero movies are something which i really like we all are very much tired of the avengers infinity war and avengers end game or the entire marvel's uh, cg battle sequences where emotional or the emotion part or the character building part is just a filler in between big cg set pieces and wonder woman is not like that obviously justice league is going to be like that but i feel that this new direction with the movies as i said joker and wonder woman this new direction is hopeful for the cinema also there's one particular trope which comes to mind at the beginning of this movie there's a particular sequence where there is a competition is happening amongst amazons and diana cheats her way through to the end and antiope stops her and tells her that cheating will never let you to where you want to be you will get there but cheat not by cheating i think the first part of both of these movies where diana is at home and there are important lessons are imparted the lessons i mean the director has used this lessons as a foreshadowing as a plot foreshadowing that how these lessons in the end of the movie are used become very important like in the first movie she was taught that you are not the i mean the first beginning of the movie she is uh, for the first movie she is taught that the world does not deserve you and that's what she realizes at the end of the movie that the world does not deserve me or it is not as simple as it seems which was taught her mother tells her that it isn't as simple as it seems or is it it isn't as simple as the story says and it isn't as simple as that because you know the whatever transpired at the end of the movie in this movie as well the first sequence tells her of not to cheat because you the destination that you get to by cheating isn't really as fulfilling as if you do it on your own merit that's what she realizes after giving up steve trevor the love of her life whom she got back after so much pain and she isn't willing to give up however she has to give up because that's the right thing to do i would say there are parts in this the second movie in in fact in the first movie as well where these this movie makes you emotional that and that isn't something you expect from a superhero movie that is something new as a result this is a breath of fresh air for this dcu and the superhero genre all in all because people are bored of the amusement park style adrenaline pumping sequences when it started with avengers a decade ago that was the new thing however now people are used to all of this people are used to big battleships fighting big superheroes hundreds of superheroes and highly choreographed uh, fight sequences people right now want a nuanced look into their characters a deep 
dive into the character of the superhero which is something dc has been trying to do from the beginning now that i realize it like man of steel you have got the moral conflict i think they went out of the way for the batman v superman movie and first justice league movie was also i mean a change of directors and a lot of problems emerging from that but i think the wonder woman movies have been a stable stabilizing element in the ship of the dcu and i hope that the future projects including the justice league snyder cut is going to continue on this path led by wonder woman and with this we have come to the end of this episode of the film cinema movie podcast it is that time where i rate the content that you are reviewing on a scale of watch it right now watch it on the weekend or watch it after a long long time when you're really really bored and for wonder woman series both wonder woman 2017 and wonder woman of that came out in 2020 i am going to rate both of this movie the wonder woman series as watch it right now it is really good and it's going to be giving you a unique look into the superhero genre which i hope is the way to go in the future I have been CP this is the film from my movie podcast and I will see you very soon in the next episode